Coming to you from THAFF Media Studio. You are listening to the Hateful Eight Fantasy Football Podcast. With your hosts, Pickle and Blackburn. Welcome back to the Hateful Eight Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, I'm Pickle. And it was with, you, with me as always, Blackburn. What up? Oh man, we've got uh we've definitely got the uh the Thursday night game coming up with the Chargers at Chiefs. It's gonna be there in Arrowhead. It'd be a great game for fantasy. Um just pivoting to last Thursday's game. Definitely did not see the landslide, uh the Bills uh just crushing the Rams like they did and just manhandling them for four quarters. So I mean, if you weren't Cooper Cup, you pretty much did not exist in the Rams offense. Pretty much. That's yeah, that's what it looked like. <laughs> Well, I take that back. The Rams kicker actually didn't do too swell or do too bad. But like we yeah. said, every week when it's when it's a Thursday night game and specifically an indoor uh, stadium set up, kickers tend to do well. So, yeah. Um, but Justin Herbert picked up right where he left off last year. Um, Austin Eckler didn't have the greatest of games, but he didn't have a bad game. Um, and Keenan Allen had a good game until he got injured with his hamstring. Um, so. We'll see how that goes, but the, the 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 I would just say go with in regards to the Chargers. I think they'll be fine offensively. I think defensively, the Rams have something to prove now, um, as well as offensively, the Rams have something to prove outside of Cooper Cup. So it should be a good game for Thursday. But um, but just in regards to touch base, like we said with last Thursday's game, Bills look like a Super Bowl caliber team already. I mean, they look like they're already in full season mode i mean if you want to call it that so yeah i was like i was very surprised that the rams defense let the bills just do whatever they wanted like that and on the flip side the chiefs you know they had a great game too i mean patty mahomes five touchdown passes so chargers got their coup right i mean they got their hands full this week uh yeah so i mean when we talk we'll get more into it when we get into the, the thursday night primer stuff but i just was there was a lot to take away from last week um and uh, some teams that were should have played better did not, um, and some teams that nobody really expected to play well uh, actually showed up and played a lot better. I think uh, overall just better in general. So, um, so for social media, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter or even Instagram, um, and then on Twitter you can find us personally. I'm at jpickle th8ff, and then Blackburn's at jblackburn th8ff. Um, Anything before we dabble into the uh, news and notes for the week? Nope, let's roll. All right, let's get into the news and the notes. Fantasy news notes. All right, fantasy news and notes. As always, Sleeper is the app to have to stay up to date on all things fantasy news related. Um, we want to make sure that you guys download that, whether that's on iOS or Android. Um, it's a free app, so you got to have it if you need if you need to stay in tune with fantasy. If you play fantasy like we do, or if you play it uh, in a league in general, I would say you definitely need to because it's something for season long. It's not so relevant for DFS play as much as it is for season long uh, fantasy. So uh, definitely need to download that. But um, there's some news to get out for this week. Um, Alan Lazard has returned to practice. As we know, he didn't play last week, and the Packers often showed it. Mm. Um, right. Um, T. Higgins uh, was limited today in uh, practice, 
went out last week with a concussion early, which probably killed a lot of people's fantasy lineups because he was actually doing pretty well. Um, Gallup uh, for the Cowboys, unlikely to play, obviously, week two. Uh, staying with the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, likely out, what, six to eight weeks, we'll say, more yeah. than likely. But Jerry Jones has some sort of magical powers that he thinks he's going to make Dak come back in four. I just feel like this is literally living all the Tony Romo saga all over again, where we're rushing him back prematurely. He's going to get hit. He's going to get hurt again. And then he's going to be done for a lot longer. What's the yeah. point? I'm, I don't know. If I was them, I know I know they're not going to, and, they, and the Cowboys said they're not going to, but I'd be on the phone with San Francisco right now trying to get Jimmy G I mean, to come over. I know, but the thing I, I I thought of that too. Uh, but my best guess is San Francisco is gonna not want to trade to the NFC for one, uh, and two. If they do, they're gonna ask for a pretty uh, hefty, uh, I would say draft pick status wise. Because I mean, yeah. Dallas can cover the 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 cost of the seven mil uh, for one year because they've got 12 and a half, I think mill right now. And I don't see them making any big deals between now and the end of the season. So right. if they're trying to win, but then that whole thing becomes an issue with, in regards to, I guess, um, Dak and Jimmy G. And if Dak comes back healthy, then what do you do with Jimmy G? If he's won you five, six, seven games, whatever. I mean, I'm just throwing out a what if, but no, I get it. But I mean, as for now, if Cooper Rush is in there, Bye-bye C.D. Lamb owners. I mean, you know, Dalton Schultz, all these guys that, you know, would have flourished under Dak Prescott's probably not going to do as well with Cooper Rush. Just saying. Right. And, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I, I truly believe that if um, if Cooper Rush somehow manages to go at least 500, I think every game that they win, um, I would say, not, and I'm not expecting them to win many, if any, uh, but if they were to win – I think that each game that they win, I think, allows Jerry Jones in the front office to relax a little bit and to allow Dak to healthy, stay healthy and recover, quote, an extra week or whatever. But I could see them rushing him back in four weeks. I mean, how many times did we see Tony Romo come back and he was no, supposedly okay? And you're like, and he got hit once or twice yep. in one of those games and it was collarbone was rebroke or he broke the other one or his shoulder was messed up or what? I mean, but I, I just it it is what it is. I don't know. Like I said, I was before Dak even went out though, he was not looking good before the in quotes hand injury. So uh the offense just looked I mean, outside of Zeke, Zeke was the only I mean, truly Zeke was the bright spot for that offense that game. Mm-hmm. And then they had to go away from it because they were down nineteen or whatever it was the three. So it is what it is. I just I, I you could tell Zeke still has it whatever that means for people who doubted his abilities out there. Uh, he still looks good. Uh, and when they gave him the ball, I mean, he only had, I think, I think it was 10 carries for 50 yards. That's not bad for a running back, honestly. No. I mean, for an offense that was struggling, he was, he was getting his yards um, and he was getting extra yards off after contact. And Tony Pollard, I know that we've all said that he is, he's the flashy. He's the the speed guy. He's got the hands and all that. I'm just telling you between you and me uh, and everybody who's listening to the show, I was not impressed with Tony Pollard's pass blocking ability. He got Dak hit a lot and he got Dak unnecessarily hit a lot. Um, There was a couple of those up the middles, up the gut blitzes. uh, He whiffed horribly on that. You know, Zeke doesn't miss. So I, I, I will, I will just 
preemptively tell you all tell everybody that I would hold off on your Tony Pollard uh hype right now with Dak being off for one. And two, um, I could see Zeke playing a lot more in the pass blocking game because of having to keep Cooper Rush upright and healthy. Because right. you can't go to Ben DiNucci and you can go ahead and be done done for sure. I'm not saying don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that Dallas is in playoff contention or a great team right now with Cooper Rush. Uh, they're literally right on the waterline and they're getting they're sinking, and it's it, it either Cooper Rush is going to keep them at five hundred or he's going to win one to two games and Dallas is going to be like, all right, well, we're going to be a top five pick next year in the draft. So, and that's and I I know Jerry knows that. So, and I know Jerry's trying to be in quotes optimistic, and that's what Jerry Jones does. But I don't know. Well, everybody uh, in the, everybody in the East won this week. <laughs> So and then Reds or Redskins, uh, Commanders, whatever you want to call them, they have a easy game this week, and uh, Philly, they look dynamite. So I mean, my thing is, you know, four or five weeks down the line, even if they do bring Deck back, what's Cowboys' record going to be? You know, by, are they going to be four or five games out of the first place or what? I don't know. We'll um, see. I, I was just say, as a Dallas fan, I would be happy if we went if we won three games over the next what eight or nine games i'd be happy with that i would feel like that's a positive so and i don't even think they're going to get that i mean their next several games are pretty tough stretches whether in division and out of conference so anyways um and the Bengals are going to be playing peeved off this week for sure it's coming off of the several oopsies i'm just going to tell you right now and i I will get into this probably later into the when we get when we record the weekend episode. Uh, but I just want to tell you, if you are a Bengals fan, uh, don't freak out. Don't uh, don't jump off the ledge just yet and, and pack it in for the year. Joe Burrow had five turnovers, sacked seven times, and you only lost by a field goal in overtime. Right. That's just the, letting you that's know. the amazing thing. Right. I would count that as a blessing because your defense played really well. Right. Your offense played well, even with the issues of getting synced up and everything. They still managed to only lose by a field goal. So, right. I think the, the sky is still the limit for the Bengals. And we saw if we if that's literally the worst you saw for the Bengals all year, I would say you, you count your blessings as a Bengals fan. Right. I was, I was telling people all week, I said, look. Five turnovers, that should have been a blowout. The fact that they were still had a chance to win the game twice, you know, at the end of regulation and in overtime, right, is is a miracle. That they should have never been that close. No. I mean Joe Mixon played well. Jamar Chase got robbed of like two or three touchdowns, but we won't talk about that for fantasy. Um <laughs> Hayden Hurst came out and played yeah. really well as for the tight end position. Um finally Tyler Boyd played well. Um I mean, T. Higgins is probably going to get slotted right back into that wide receiver two spot, obviously, when he comes back healthy. Um, but I, I think if you if you watch the Steelers-Bengals game and you were a Bengals fan, you were frustrated. But I would count every one of those turnovers and oopsies. You know that you know that Burrow is not going to have five turnovers right. for the rest of the season in one right. game. And, let, and let's just you know, Pittsburgh's defense is legit. You know, I mean, yeah, exactly. TJ Watt got hurt. You know, Cameron Hayward got banged up a little bit. But Minka Fitzpatrick's still there. They have a good pass rush. Miles Jack was balling out. I mean, it wasn't just like a, a you know, 
a cheapo defense that was out there. That was one of the top defenses in the league. And yeah, I think you're right. That is the worst. We're probably going to see Joe Burrow all season. So don't freak out yet. If you got him in dynasty, don't go trading them off. Like somebody did in my dynasty league. He gave them to me. Thank you. Um, you know, I'll take that, but I'm just saying, yeah, Bengals got a bright future ahead of them and their window is officially open right now. So don't freak out just yet. They'll be just fun. Right. And I mean, and they're not even in midseason form yet. And I, I just, well, yeah, like nobody said, played in the preseason. Yeah. Nobody played in the preseason. Uh, Burrow had that appendectomy surgery. So, I mean, they're still rust. It was evident of week one all across the league that there was a lot of rust still out there. Right. All right. So moving on to the next couple players, uh, Chris Godwin, obviously uh, probably not to play this week. Uh, obviously check the waiver uh, or check the injury reports as the week goes, but he, injured himself again i think he pushed himself why i don't know but he apparently decided that he was going to push himself with having julio russell gage being healthy they decided to put him back in there why i don't know but yeah and got himself hurt right uh i hope that he's not it's not i i'm assuming it's probably not season long injury wise but it does it does frustrate me that whether it was him pushing himself prematurely or the team pushing him and him allowing him himself to be pushed into that spot to come back prematurely. Cause clearly he wasn't good to go. So right. um, and Julio you know, bought out. I mean, Julio looked good. Exactly. Just saying Julio looked like Julio in Atlanta, Julio. So yeah. um, imagine, imagine what he's going to do as the season goes. So um, as we said, Keenan Allen ruled out for this Thursday's game. Um, also, who's the other one that was out there? Oh, the uh, running back there in San Francisco, Elijah Mitchell, uh, yep. d- probably done eight weeks, they're saying, probably minimally six, but likely eight. So if you haven't already hit your wire or your waiver wire up, uh, make sure you go pick up Jeff Wilson Jr. because he's going to be the guy. Uh, they don't have Trey Sermon anymore. Yep. Um, I know that they have another backup and they signed Marlon Mack from the, to the practice squad. That's just insurance based on the fact that they run the ball a ton. Yep. So, um, Marlon Mack will Marlon be activated. Mack to play? Yeah, he'll, he'll be activated to the roster. Um, I don't know what kind of role he'll play in it. But, yeah, Jeff Wilson's the guy going forward right now. Right. So he's a, definitely a plug-and-play for the rest, uh, for the next six weeks minimally uh, for the 49ers and for your fantasy lineup with a RB one, low RB1, high RB2 potential every week now because you know they're going to force feed him. So. Sure. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any other ones. Flacco's going to start again for week two. Um, Chiefs I'm kicker. Trying to think if there's any. Chiefs kicker. Harrison Butker got injured on a fluke uh, off the uh, kickoff at the beginning of the last week's game. He's not going to play, so make sure if you have him that you do not try to play him for the Thursday night game. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other um, situation. Oh. oh, I know Najee Harris did get uh, injured yeah. towards the end of the Bengals game. Um, he did. He has been interviewed several times since then, even as as late as today, stating that he is good to go and didn't go into the specifics of his injury. Um, if you are a Najee, if you have Najee on your team, or if maybe you're playing the Najee guy this week, uh, I would go ahead and pick up. A, a, I think his name is. Oh, I know his last name is Warren as the running back, the starter. He would yeah, be Jaylen, the starting running back. Jalen Warren? Jay, yes. Uh, he's going to be your starting running back uh, in Pittsburgh if Najee were to sit out this week 
precautionarily wise. So I'm just saying if you have a spot that you can a swing play on your bench that you can go ahead and move a guy or if you have to drop a guy that you know you're not going to for sure play this week or several weeks in a row, I wouldn't have a problem picking up him um, just to put him in your backup lineup just in case something last minute changes with Najee or Najee goes out there this week and he actually does officially injure himself for multiple weeks this week because when he was laying on the ground grabbing his knee i was like well there goes that um i'm not gonna lie i pooped myself a little bit on that moment because i have him in a lot of my leagues um Mm -hmm. and his leg did not bend the way your leg's supposed to bend no that was that looked really bad i was like and we are literally living the saquon cmc first round running back injury right here week one we're gonna go with it so it was good to see that I'm glad that he didn't try to come back in and push it, and he right. knew that the that the Steelers didn't allow him to try to come back right back in, um, and they allowed the backups to do their thing. And I mean, Warren did a really good job pass protecting, and on a couple big plays there, um, he did well. So uh, I would just if if Najee is 100 percent sure he's playing and he says he's playing, I would take him at his word at this moment because. Uh, he ultimately is going to be the one that probably has the final say as to going back in or not. Um, but I would temper your expectations a little bit because I don't know if he'll be on a snap count. Um, and that's my concern for him for this week is they're just going to basically go as he goes. And if he kind of gets banged up or if he's feeling a little sore or it's not 100%, I could see them kind of giving him a couple series off and then bringing him back in on a goal line only, which is fine. But then that becomes a touchdown dependent running sure. back situation. Yep. So I would just temper your expectations for this week for him. So anyways, all right. Anything else on the news front before we get into the uh, Thursday night primer side? Nope. All right. Let's go ahead and get into the Thursday night primer. This is not a test. This is the Thursday Night Primer. All right, Thursday Night Primer. We've got Chargers at Chiefs. It's going to be a high, uh, high-scoring game. I have a feeling. Um, Should be. I think both defenses are going to probably give up points. Um, I don't see this as a low-scoring game. I see this as a high-scoring game. Um, if you want any part in this, I would go ahead and dabble into the uh, the offenses on both sides for this game. Um, Herbert, you're playing him. Eckler, you're playing him. Um, no, uh, Keenan Allen. So I believe I want to make sure that I've got the right, uh, situation as to for purposes. DeAndre Carter. I would say, I don't believe, I would say it's DeAndre Carter. You've got Josh Palmer and Mike Williams are going to be the three headed, uh, monster going out there after, uh, Keenan Allen is out. So take it for what it's worth. And our boy, um, our boy Gerald Everett. I know, right? Whoo, buddy. And especially now that you got uh Donald uh Parnum, the other tight end, not playing this week as well. So right. Gerald Everett, probably gonna be your tight end stream of the week. Just to preemptively give you that courtesy heads up. So yeah. um I don't have a problem with playing the Chiefs defense, but I will tell you it's kind of the same situation as last week. I just feel like this is a I do think that they have the ability to get after the quarterback. They have the ability to get sacks, get potential turnovers. But I will tell you, they're going to give up points. 
Patrick Mahomes is going to throw touchdowns, whether that's him with his arm or he's going to score with his legs. He's going right. to do both potentially. So he's, he didn't miss Tyreek at all. Just uh, saying. No, no, he did not. Um, I'm just going to give you the heads up. I would probably punt on both defenses this week um, in the Thursday night game. I think you can find better uh, streamable options later in the week um, and not have to be concerned that you may get four sacks but give up 35 fantasy or 35 touchdown points and field goals combined. I mean, you know what I mean? So I just would hold off on these defenses either way, personally. So um, now on the Chiefs side, we're going to play, obviously, Patrick Mahomes. Yes. You're playing Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Absolutely. Um, are we playing, I don't want to butcher his name, is it Pachicho? Is that his name? I, I don't want to say it wrong. Oh, the running back, uh, the rookie running back? Yes, that yeah. had a pretty good showing. Um, yeah, but I'm going with, I would stick with Hilaire. Okay. I think he's still the guy. I think that they're going to try to give Clyde Edwards a layer opportunity to be the guy. And if he's not, they'll do exactly what they did last year, which they'll just sprinkle in a right. secondary running back to kind of back and forth it. So um, I will say McCall Hardman looked good. I mean, did. Juju didn't play bad. Um, Travis yeah. Kelsey's still Travis Kelsey. I mean, so. Travis Kelsey obviously dominated the, the targets and touches. But as far as the other wide receivers in the wide receiver core, he sprinkled it around. I mean, everybody got touches on that, so it's kind of hard. To, it's it's kind of hard to pinpoint. Go ahead. I was gonna say when you don't have Tyreek Hill, it's a magical thing when you don't have to force feed this tight that one guy every time. Yeah. So I mean, Travis Kelsey's going to get the the bulk of the targets. We all know that, but especially in the red zone. But as far as the other wide receivers downfield, I mean, he was hitting a bunch of them up, so it didn't matter. He was just spreading the ball around. All right, so just looking at the, the target share uh, for last week, Travis Kelsey had nine, Juju with eight, McCall Hardman with six. So I'm just letting you know they're, they're, they're having no issues throwing this ball and spreading it around. I mean, mm-hmm. Tyreek pretty much took uh, the, essentially what McCall Hardman and Juju had combined yep. every week. It was you- 13, 14 targets. Yep, and you got rookie Sky Moore. He, he's a downfield threat too, so – I don't know. They're just they're just loaded. Patrick Mahomes is going to have a good year. Um, I I would definitely play. Uh, if I had to pick one of the wide receivers in that back in that offense, I'd probably play McCole Hardman because I think he's a he's a speedster with hands. Yep. I mean, he runs great routes, but I think he is definitely a home run threat. Where I don't think Juju is a little bit bigger, a little bit. I don't want to say bulkier, but he's he's not a. Uh, He's not a twitch, fast-paced uh, receiver like a Sky Moore or a McCall Hardman where he can get over top of the defense and outrun you. Right, Juju's going to outrun you, but he's going he's gonna to do it with a finesse-type uh, route-running tree. So I guess that's the way I look at it differently. But um, to me, uh, the two guys that I for sure want would be Mahomes and Kelsey in this offense from Absolutely. here on out. Yeah. So um, I would just... <sighs> I don't know if I would play McCall Hardman over some of these other guys, but I would say McCall Hardman would be my number one receiver um, next to Mike Williams if I had to play one of the guys in the Thursday night game. But that's just me personally. I mean, you, I don't know what your I, feelings are, but well, I, just, I was surprised that Mike Williams didn't get targeted as much as what he, you know, what we thought he was last week. So I, I don't know. What, well, I was what, gonna say, good. 
No, you're good. I was just getting ready to pull up their their actual stats for their targets because I was surprised as well when I was looking at it. Yeah, I was expecting him to have a good, especially when Keenan Allen went down. I was like, all right, well, Mike Williams is about to, you know, do something. Not really. It was Gerald Everett that, <laughs> you know, had a good game. Right. Well, you have Mike Williams got four targets. Here's the thing. Here's your problem with Justin Herbert. When Keenan Allen went down, you now have DeAndre Carter gets four targets. Austin Eckler, you knew he was going to get his. He got four. Joe Dever got four. Trey McKitty, four. Josh Palmer, four. Mike Williams, four. So, I mean, if you take, if you take, what is his name? I want to say McKitty, Palmer, and even DeAndre Carter out of the mix, I think that you could add more to Keenan Allen's numbers as well as you're going to add more to Mike Williams' opportunities. So, but I do agree with you. I think Gerald Everett is, is going to be a great play for the Thursday night game. So that's just me. I I, I see this game being like a 35-38, maybe a 42-38 type of game. I see it a high-scoring game, honestly, and a mm-hmm. lot of fantasy points. Yeah. So I'd love yep. to get either Herbert or Mahomes play in this one. Yes. I don't have any of them in my leagues, though. But uh, I got Mahomes, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Right. I'm just, I, these guys are just going to throw the ball. And we know how Mile High Stadium is, or not, we know how Arrowhead Stadium is with the, the wind and everything, the crosswind and everything. It's 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 a field that you got to be accustomed to playing in. And these guys, being division wise, they're going to, they, they know how to play both sides. Mm-hmm. And the Chargers aren't going to come in caught off guard by the fans and all the chaos that the Chiefs fans bring from a fan standpoint. Because it's loud and it is, it is pretty intense in that stadium. So. Um, but anyway, so who are you predicting to win the Thursday night game? I know we picked last week's Thursday night game. I don't remember. Did we pick wrong? Did I pick wrong? Uh, or did you pick wrong? I picked wrong. I picked the Rams. I, I said they would be hype, okay. you know, with the banner reveal and all that. And no, they weren't hype at all. Um, and then you picked the Bills. So I'm this week. I'm going to pick the Chiefs. I'm going to take the home team this uh, this week too. Man, I think I'm gonna pick the Chargers. I don't know why. I just feel like they. It's it, it. To me, it's another close game. I didn't. I know that we. I said the same thing last week when it came to the Bills and Rams, and I thought it would be a close game, and either team could win. I truly believe the same thing this week. I think both defenses are going to give up a ton of points, a ton of yards. Um, I think this is just going to be an offensive, high flying scoring game. And like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if the, both teams score above 35 points. Right. So. If anything, it'll be just fun to watch. Be- oh, I'm excited to watch it. It's going to yeah. be a great game. So, unlike watching the Sunday night game with the Cowboys only getting a field goal, but we won't talk about that on this episode. I'm still kind of depressed and pissed off, but <laughs> we won't talk about that. <laughs> I had somebody text me. was like, are you doing okay? Like, the next day, and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I, it was just like a general, like, out of left field text. Like, hey, how are you doing today? And I'm like, I'm fine. Why? What's up? I was just making sure you're still doing okay since the Cowboys pretty well laid a golden egg last night. I'm like, thanks, buddy. Yep. Thanks. I appreciate that. Totally forgot about it. Not. Let's just try yeah. to bury it. Right. Um. Anyways. So, all right. That's all we got for the Thursday night primer episode. Uh, tune in uh, for the game. Obviously, I believe this one's now officially on Prime now. Uh, it's yeah. not. It's yeah, not I don't know the if they're doing Sunday it on the TV. Night, right. I believe it's on. I believe it's on NFL Network and Prime now for the rest of the season. I think they did the introductory one last week was just the only one I think that's not on 
uh, Prime or NFL Network the rest of the season. So tune into that and then uh, make sure that you tune in for the weekend episode where we uh, go over the week two uh, matchups to get you guys prepared. So anything else? No, that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. All right. We will see you guys for the third. Oh, not for the Thursday. Uh, We will see you guys for the weekend, the good, the bad and the ugly episode. (laughs) 